0: more time. what's going on who that nation it is yours truly tj jones the host of the state of the saints podcast and welcome to the state of the saints podcast live on youtube thank you very much for tuning in thank you for spending your friday night with yours truly uh good morning to those that are listening around the world thank you very much for tuning in as well Got a good show lined up for you. Of course, tonight we're going to be talking about the two new additions to the New Orleans Saints organization and answering the question, will these two individuals make the roster? And also, I want to say to each and every one of you out there that checked out the uh, the interview earlier that I conducted with John DeShazer of NewOrleansSaints.com. Thank you very much. And if you have not, uh, be sure to check it out. Uh, we talked for about 30 minutes, so... Uh, It was a really good conversation. I want to thank once again, uh, Mr. John DeShay for taking the time out just to be a part of the show. And uh, coming up next week, I'm really excited about this as well. Uh, ESPN insider and New Orleans Saints uh, reporter, Mike Triplett. That's right. Mike Triplett will be on the show. You probably are familiar with Mike Triplett. If you uh, look at ESPN articles that focus on New Orleans Saints online, Nine times out of 10, they were written by Mike Triplett. So we're going to be talking to Mike Triplett about the New Orleans Saints and also just getting some inside scoop on the team, man. So (laughs) be sure you check that out next week, man. Big things are coming for the State of the Saints podcast. And I just have to say, I I wouldn't have done it without each and every one of you, um, all of your love and your support and um, the countless uh, videos that you all viewed and shared. So Um, This is a a reflection of everything that you guys have done to help this this channel be as successful uh, as it has been. So thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart. Real talk. So thank you. all But let's go ahead and talk about the two new additions to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, We have linebacker Nigel Bradham uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. And we also have wide receiver Benny Fowler, um, who played most of his career with the Denver Broncos in a couple years. With the New York football giants. And we're gonna be answering a question: Will these two guys make the team? Uh, but before I get started, I want to acknowledge some of the people that I see inside of the chat here. I see Tired Eyes, I see Sheets, uh, Mark is here, Joe, uh, Dwayne is in the house. Uh, we got casual decks, Donovan. Thank you all for checking out uh the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for spending your Friday with yours truly. But uh, Nigel Branham, we'll start with him, man. Um, He's a linebacker. Uh, He came from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a part of the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl championship team. Uh, He was a linebacker, man, for the last three years, averaged about 90-plus tackles a year, which is pretty incredible, man. I mean, he was one of those bright spots uh, for a Jim Swartz defense. Uh, The Eagles end up uh, letting him go. Um, I think he was supposed to get about $8 million, uh from the Philadelphia Eagles, and they decided to cut him and they saved about 4.2 million in the process. Uh Nigel Branham is one of those guys that's a, a real tough linebacker. Uh, he's not one of those guys that just stand out in the crowd or anything like that, but he is one of those short-handed linebackers, the ones that you know what I'm saying that you can count on in tough situations, the one that can bring the running back and the tight end uh down to the ground. Um he doesn't have any issues when it comes to tackling. And um, Jim Swartz really relied on him to really make some plays. I mean, like I said, man, 90 plus uh, tackles over the last three seasons. Uh, he was dealing with some uh, injuries this past season, you know, that kind of stunned his growth. Uh, he came into the league. I think he was drafted, if I'm not mistaken, by the Buffalo Bills back in 2012 out of Florida state. Um, this is a guy I feel like has a real strong chance of making a team. Uh, if it's not, um, a part of the starting roster, it definitely could be on special teams. Uh, a lot of times, guys that, you know, they got to make the team or they, they need a spot, they have to get it through special teams, you know, in order for you to try to, you know, transition up the ranks. Sometimes you have to, you know, get that special team spot. And I feel like Nigel Branham can make, uh, you know, the, the team. You know, I mean, I look at the linebackers uh, on the team. I mean, for the exception of Demario Davis. You really don't have a guarantee. You, know, you really don't have a guarantee at linebacker. I mean, you have Alex Azzelone and Kiko Alonzo and Caden Ellis, but these guys have been injured. I mean, Caden Ellis was a rookie last season. He got hurt. He got put on IR. We know Kiko Alonso. you know, he has a lot of talent, but he just can't stay healthy he towards ACL in January. So it's going to take him some time in order for him to get back. And Alex Azzelone, even though he, he splashes on the field, I mean, he, there's – several uh, occasions where he has to be out for a significant amount of time. So Nigel Branham, if he can come in, man, and have a good training camp, there's a strong possibility he can be in the rotation. I mean, you have rookies like Zach Bond who still have to transition and and have to, you know, work his way up. I mean, the speed of the NFL is completely different uh, from the speed in college. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. But you know that uh, he is going to have to go through some growing pains and, um, he's probably going to uh, start off, and uh, probably on third down situations, because uh, when he was at the University of Wisconsin, he did most of his damage with his hands on the ground. So it's probably for the first couple weeks of the season, you're probably going to be seeing Zach Bond and mostly NASCAR packages and rushing the quarterback until the Saints actually get him acclimated to the defense. He becomes a better uh, defensive player. He gets a little bit more knowledgeable, and they probably just continuously, you know, give him upticks on his on his rep so um Nigel Bradham um being a seasoned veteran a guy that uh you know understands the x's and the o's and understands the speed of the game there's a strong possibility he can be a part of the rotation and we move on now to Beanie Fowler uh Beanie Fowler a wide receiver uh, uh, he played six years for the Denver Broncos and he played a couple of years with the New York football Giants uh, not one of those guys, you know, that you just hear all, you know, about all the time. I mean, of course, you know, I mean, you when you have wide receivers like Demarius Thomas, and you you got a uh, Cortland, you know, what I'm saying Sutton, and you got other guys out there, you know, I'm saying Lindsey. I mean, you got all those different players that that are on the Denver Broncos team. You you got guys that get lost in the shuttle like Benny Fowler. Uh, Benny Fowler was a guy who also played on special teams, you know, for the Giants. And uh, this is a guy that actually can come in, possibly, uh, you know, get a spot on special teams. I can't really see Benny Fowler making a team, being a part of that rotation, that wide receiver. I mean, the wide receiver positions on the New Orleans Saints uh, team, I mean, you look at all of the guys that they actually have. Um, You have uh, Michael Thomas, you got Emmanuel Sanders, you got Traquan Smith, you got Emmanuel Butler. Uh, Man, you got Deontay Harris, you got all of these guys that are fighting. Uh, for a roster spot so it's kind of hard for me to actually see Benny Fowler actually fit in now I'm not saying that there's not a possibility I mean there's still uh, some question marks about a lot of the guys that I just named uh, for the exception of Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders I mean we've been talking about Traquan Smith for years this could be a make or break year for Traquan Smith I'm Emmanuel Butler um, a lot of questions have been asked like why hasn't he made the you know why hasn't he been on the field I mean the fact that He spent his entire, uh, you know, season last year. He didn't get opportunity. And the Saints were actually getting guys off the street in order to come in. So there's a lot of unanswered questions about the wide receiver position. If Benny Fowler can actually come in and make a splash and and do some really good things, there's a strong possibility he can be a part of the rotation. That's not as far-fetched as people may think. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough for a lot of guys, especially the fact that um, you have to take into account there are no preseason games. Uh, There's no way to look at guys to say that, okay, man, what will this guy do in real time? What would he do against the opposition? The only thing that the Saints can go off of is how well a guy can do in practice. And everybody knows, you know, just because you do well in practice does not mean that that's going to... uh, you know, transition to the field. I mean, we heard a lot of things in the past. I mean, people like uh, Adrian Ayrton people like Brandon Coleman, uh, people like Emmanuel Butler, guys that, that look good in practice, dominate in practice, but when they get on the field, they're about as quiet as a church mouse. So we got to make sure that we have the right 53 in place. And, it, and it's not just guys that can do well on the practice field. You got to be guys that can actually transition to the field, make some plays so Benny Fowler a guy that's a seasoned veteran a guy that's hungry and you have a great opportunity to play in an offense where you can actually eat so I want to see if Benny Fowler can do some things with the New Orleans Saints it's going to be a a very tough time for him I mean it's going to be very tough you know him going uphill but it doesn't mean that he can't make it to the top of the hill so um, those are the two guys, uh, the linebacker uh, Nigel Branham and wide receiver Benny Fowler, now members of the New Orleans Saints. So going to open the floor to you all and ask you all a question. What do you think about these two new additions? Do you see these guys making the team? So um, once again, want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Let's answer some questions from the Who That Nation, man. Uh, man, you putting in that work. Thanks a lot. Uh, James, uh, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it, man. But once again... Uh, I could not have done this without you all. You know, I, I don't take any credit for that, man. I mean, the reason why the State of the Saints podcast is, is starting to hit its stride is because of you all. You know, people like Jared Poor, people like uh, King Arthur, uh, people like Dwayne, people like I'll be ripping them, uh, Iceman T, uh, uh, Casual Dex. I mean, people like that, man, you know what I'm saying, and, and so many others. You know what I'm saying? That, I, I mean, if I fail to mention your name, I apologize. But there are so many people that are always, you know what I'm saying, looking out for the channel. I mean, Casual Dex always hitting me up, like, all the time, man. When you going to do a show? Uh, Primetime just hitting me up, man, showing love. So you all are the reason why this show is successful, man. I mean, I, I never, like, forget that, man. Like, there ain't, no, ain't no big league over here. I'll never forget the people that been watching this show from the start. and and really been supporting this show man you all are the reason why the state of saints podcast is is hitting the stride so thank y'all man i I really appreciate it and i can't forget about my guy josh and jesus man can't forget about him either uh let's see mike triplet thank you very much for the two dollars he says you best roll out the red carpet for me fool (laughs) well i'll do my best mike you know i appreciate you uh you know you know, try and be, you know, I don't want to say trying, but uh, being a part of the show, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Matthew says, how much uh, do you think uh, Shady has left in the tank, and how well do you think he will fit into their offense? Well, that's a very good question, uh, Matthew, and um, I'm going to say this. Um, I think that Shady McCoy, that was a very interesting pickup by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, and, I can, and, and first off, I want to say, I completely understand why they signed him. That's right. I do. Uh, I'm not buying into this whole, he ain't got that much left in the tank. He old, he washed up. Look, I'm not buying it. It's very, very simple, folks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though they got Tom Brady, and yes, they, they spent their first round draft pick on the offensive lineman. there's still some holes that need to be filled on the offensive line. This offensive line still isn't one of the best. And you have somebody like LaShawn McCoy, a guy that's extremely elusive, guys that can, a guy that can make people miss, that is a guy that can be beneficial to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while they're trying to you know, fix their offensive line. You have a guy that can run between the tackles, and also if an offensive lineman just so happens to miss a block, he can make that defensive end miss and maybe pick up a few extra yards for a first down. So I understand why they went out here and got Shady McCoy. It makes a lot of sense. I do feel like he has something left in the tank. I don't know how much. I mean, he is um, in his 30s now. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's had some injuries when he was playing for Buffalo, you know, for the last couple of years. And then he made a stop in Kansas City with his former coach, Andy Reid. He got a Super Bowl ring in the process. so. Um, A lot of unanswered questions, man. The question is, how hungry is LaShawn McCoy? I mean, you have a very respectable career. On top of that, you got a Super Bowl ring, something that a lot of people have been chasing and inspired to do. So the question is, how hungry is uh, Shady McCoy? Uh, So he has something left in the tank. I don't know how much, and I understand why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got him, because that offensive line is not where it needs to be just yet. They're trying to get there, but Uh, With Shaden McCoy being as elusive as he is, it'll be beneficial to them. So thank you, Matthew, for the question. Uh, Casual Dex says, I think adding Nigel to the linebacker court is an A-plus move. Yeah, I agree, Casual Dex. Uh, Like I said, uh, this is a guy right here. Um, He reminds me uh, a lot of uh, A.J. Klein. You know what I'm saying? A.J. Klein was one of those guys, not going to wow you with with his speed, but he's a really smart linebacker that can make the tackle. He's going to put you down on the ground. And, um, you know, saying he can do some really good things as well, man. He's forced some fumbles. He caught some interceptions throughout his career. And also, you know, he, he has a, you know, he has like a knack of getting to the quarterback when he's sent on blitzes. So uh, Nigel Bradham uh, is a, one of those guys that definitely can make the Saints team. The Saints uh, linebacker, of course, probably one of the, the weakest spots of the team, believe it or not, on a, on a, on a roster that's pretty strong and, and on paper, you know, ranked as one of the best rosters in football linebackers just needs a little bit of sprucing up and I feel like Nigel Bradham can be one of those guys that can help the the linebacker room and also help on Sunday so that's a good pickup by the Saints uh let's see what's up I'll be ripping them I'll be ripping them man what's going on uh shots out from Dwayne right there uh we got hating ass food if you ever get rich doing this you owe me food (laughs) Man, uh, look, check this out, man. Look, I don't do this for money. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, you know, I appreciate donations. I really do. But I don't do this for money, man. I do this because I love uh, talking about the New Orleans Saints. I do this because I'm passionate, man. I love doing broadcasting. Um, You know, just something that's in my heart, man. And uh, I think that the passion that I have is one of the reasons that keep me, you know, going forward doing the show. So uh, I ain't trying to be rich or anything like that man i'm just trying to do something that i love to do and let's talk about the saints so but you know if it's just so happened to get that way in the process you know what i'm saying i would thank god you know what i'm saying but at the same time you know that's not what i'm doing it for i do it because i love it <laughs> and i love you guys too man uh casual deck said i think oh i already read that one i read that one S C jerry uh state of saints podcast tj jones the host that's right. What's going on, Jerry? Appreciate you checking in. We got Ronald. Yeah, I agree with you on that. We need some quality backup players. Yeah, Ronald, uh, thank you very much, man. Ronald, I'm um, not used to seeing you in the chat, man. So uh, welcome, man. Welcome to the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you uh, for your for your statement there. Uh, I do believe they need some depth, man. They need some quality backups at the linebacker position as well as in the secondary. Now, this is a topic that we always and often talk about. Uh, is the fact that the Saints need depth at the linebackers in the secondary. So um, I like the fact that they're trying to add to the linebacking court, but I feel I still feel like they need to add to the secondary. Um, the secondary is still a little thin, and they can't really afford to uh, you know get any injuries. So um, hopefully they can go out here and address some of the secondary issues they they are dealing with as well, and maybe add maybe one more linebacker, at least bring one to camp. You know, at least one more state of saints podcast love the new guys we signed thursday yeah man um i like i like nigel branham um benny fowler i watched him play a couple times in denver uh but it's gonna be tough for him to make the team And i'm just gonna be honest it's gonna be tough fowler won't make the team uh terrence i'm kind of staring that way my friend i'm, I'm kind of staring that way my, myself i it, it, it's tough man it, it's gonna be tough for him to make that team It is going to be tough for him to make the New Orleans Saints roster, man. But um, if he go out there and he perform, man, I mean, like I said, there's so many question marks from these wide receivers, man. It's it's not a guarantee that Traquan Smith is going to be a number three, uh, a Butler is going to be a number three, or Harris is going to be a number three. Like, you don't know. I mean, it, it just takes one guy to have a really big camp. And really make a splash, you know what I'm saying? It might be Lil Jordan Humphrey, you know, it's a person I I didn't name. It could be Marquise Calloway, it can be Jawan Johnson, it can be so many other guys that can make this roster. It's about who's hungry, who's hungry, you know what I'm saying? Like that third roster spot is up for grabs, man. No doubt about that. Uh great interview earlier. Boxing profits thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate that. And I'm sorry I had a little technical difficulties towards the end. I don't know exactly what that was all about. But, um, you know, I I appreciate you guys for kind of, you know, uh, sticking in there and, you know, listening um, to the whole entire interview, man. I apologize for that. We'll clean that up next time. Get you all the best quality possible. Uh, Anna says, what up, guys? What's going on, Anna? Thank you very much for checking in. Appreciate that you on facebook thank you anna first time i've seen your name come across the uh the screen as well so welcome uh we got michael says who that what's going on mike let's see uh dwayne randolph says can i call in so we can talk about my farts (laughs) uh dwayne randolph uh I, I'm not doing any. I'm not doing any phone calls until the season starts. That's when we're gonna bring back the phone calls, man. That's when we're gonna bring them back. Uh, you know, we're gonna uh, be taking calls and stuff like that. And I'm gonna be answering questions. So um, be on the lookout for that. That's coming back really soon at the start of the season in September. The phone line is gonna be wide open, man. The phone line is gonna be wide open, especially after every Saints game. It's gonna be wide open. So y'all can call in, chime in. Uh, Let me know what y'all think, man. We're going to have some fun this season, man. We're going to have some fun. We're going to make the State of the Saints podcast one of the best pre- and post-game shows on YouTube and um, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like For real. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Yeah, I think so too. But uh, Brady is just one man, and they still have a lot of holes to fill on the old line I absolutely agree, Ronald. That's a good point. And that's why I feel like they got Shady McCoy. Um, You know, like I said, because he's so elusive, he can make guys miss. Usually, like when teams deal, you know, have offensive line issues, they normally have like a running back that's a a big, bruising running back that can kind of break tackles, or they get a guy that's like elusive, like a Barry Sanders type guy. So, um, LeSean McCoy fills that void. So, that's probably why they got him, and he's probably the best fit for them. I'm still mad at PJ Williams uh, thing. I don't understand it. I just don't. Um, I think you're just talking about PJ Williams being a part of the Saints, uh, signing them back again. I really don't understand it either. I don't get it, but in a way I do, I guess when, when I think about it, maybe it has a lot to do with what was going on in the world with COVID-19. The fact that the Saints knew that there weren't going to be OTA in many camps and if you was to cut somebody like P.J. Williams you'll have to bring another guy in and then you'll have to deal with chemistry then you have to deal with a guy knowing a playbook and then you have to you know you know I, I don't know I guess that's probably what they were thinking the reason why they brought him back in hindsight it looks like a good idea um man P.J. Williams he's not the best cornerback in the world I think we all can agree with that but he is a pretty good tackler for a cornerback, and. Um, he can't guard the slot. You know what I'm saying? You can't just put him on the outside. When you put him on the outside, he is a liability. But when he's on the inside, he can kind of bully those smaller uh, wide receivers. And, uh, you know, he can make tackles. But I really feel like the Saints need to do him a favor and save his career and turn him into a safety. Um, I think they did the same thing with Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins' first year, he was a corner. And the Saints realized he didn't have the, the speed that corners – a need to possess so they they moved him to safety and he's been there for the for the duration of his career so I feel like the same thing needs to happen with P.J. Williams P.J. Williams is not that fast but he is a short tackler he's a better tackler than Marcus Williams at this stage you know so why not make him a safety maybe uh switch him with C.J. Garner Johnson who is is really good at being a nickel and maybe you have yourself some success man he he, he looked really good as at, at safety when Von bell and um and marcus williams went down late in the season so why not give him an opportunity to to save his career by moving to safety I, I really don't know you did an awesome uh did an awesome job with our guest uh john DeShazer. i was nervous that you would run out of questions always take a glance at the chat if you get stuck uh no nah, i wasn't gonna run out of questions man <laughs> Hey, that's one thing I was not going to do. I wasn't going to run out of questions. You know, like I I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to run out of questions. You know what I'm saying? I I, I, kind of prep for that kind of stuff. And for anybody that's trying to do a podcast and doing interviews, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. All right. All right. Always have more questions than what you're going to ask. That's my best advice to you. Okay. Always have more questions than uh, you want to ask okay so if you say I want to ask 10 questions at least have about 13 or 14. you know why? because they might end up answering the question that you're gonna ask them next and they're gonna sound redundant. so always have extra questions on deck and always uh, you know think about the time frame in which you want to start and finish uh, your interviews okay so if you want to do 15 minutes, uh, make sure that you know you have about 15 minutes worth of questions, okay? mostly 20, have 20 minutes worth of questions. You always want to have five minutes more of questions uh, than you you need to have. So that's just a little advice. I wasn't going to run out of questions, Dwayne. Like, for real, I wouldn't. <laughs> and um, I always try to end with something like, you know, like a, like a softball question or something like that. You know, like, if, if you notice, like, at the end, you know, I, I talked about Cam Jordan, and I talked about the the interview that went viral that him and Cam Jordan had. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I wasn't really going to ask him that question, but when he started talking about Cam Jordan, it popped in my head and I was just like, okay, let me ask him this. But, but always, you know what I'm saying? Like try to lighten the load And, and remember, you know what I'm saying? Like have a conversation. Don't be like, so don't be so focused on your questions. Okay. So don't be so focused on them. Like, you know, like, don't, don't worry about answering the next question. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you write down your questions, make sure you kind of familiarize yourself with them so you can have a more comfortable conversation. Because if you don't, then you're going to end up missing something that they may have said, you know, and you might end up repeating it or something. So just a little advice for everybody out there that might be starting a podcast or people that uh might want to interview somebody one day. Guys can play big if they apply themselves. Yeah, that's true. You know, that, that, that is true. Uh, awesome job, not all snob. I I I, I can fill in the blanks, Dwayne. I know what you were saying. <laughs> uh, need leadership. Uh, Mark, uh, I need you to elaborate on that one, man. What do you mean by need leadership? I need you to elaborate. Can, explain that to me. What are you saying, need leadership on offense, defense, special team, coaching? I mean, that's that's such a like wide-range uh, statement right there. So let, make sure you clarify that for me, my friend. Uh, Joe says, uh show right, TJ. We never well, we never another outside linebacker. Uh I assume you mean that we uh never, you know what I'm saying? Like we PJ don't need to be an outside cornerback, okay? So yeah, he's he don't need to be outside cornerback at all. I guess you're talking about PJ. I I, I agree with that. PJ doesn't belong nowhere near. Nowhere near that, okay? If he if he if he is uh, anywhere near <laughs> If he anywhere near the um the outside, they need to need to bring him inside. Uh, Tj's girlfriend, uh, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says looking at the overnight, I mean overweight, uh, broke out of shape losers in this chat make me glad I ended up with Tj. <laughs> well, uh, man, look, man, we ain't about to we ain't we ain't about to do that, man. Look, I'm happy. My girl is happy with me. I'm happy that everybody here. Is a part of this show, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, God made us all different. You know what I'm saying? Eric, we got big people, small people, muscular people, whatever. I'm thankful for everybody, man. So, you know, I mean, I'm thankful for my girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? With my soon to be wife and getting married next Sunday. So, man, I'm just excited about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I love everybody. <laughs> yes for linebackers no for wide receivers we low-key great at wide receiver i agree with that boxing I-, I agree with that uh jermaine man my frat brother man shots out to Iota five theta man he donated four dollars thank you very much jermaine i appreciate that man that's my guy right there man one of the most positive brothers i've ever seen in my entire life man like man i, I promise you man i look at this guy's uh instagram every day man just just a breath of fresh air man such a positive guy like he makes deliveries for a living man he always uh video uh video in like places he stopped at to pick things up for people man he taking pictures with people at the ice cream shop <laughs> but he always has something positive and and you know what i'm saying an uplifting to say or, or something that he posting, man so man much love to you jermaine man i'm i miss uh hanging out with you i remember you know you going to Mississippi State and stuff like that. I remember us going, I mean, no, USM, excuse me, going to Southern Miss and, you know what I'm saying, going out there to Hattiesburg and stuff like that, hanging out with y'all, man. Shouts out to BJ. I mean, those were some fun times right there, man. And, you know, I miss those times, man. And uh, I'm, I'm glad things are going good for you, man. You're, you're a positive brother. Uh, Joe says, I like the linebackers. Yeah, I like the linebackers too, Joe uh I like Nigel Branham in the linebacker rotation me too Ricky I think that's the best move the Saints that made i say the second best move they made this offseason the second best even better than Malcolm Jenkins believe it or not uh if Kiko stay healthy this man is a beast yeah I I, I I agree with that uh he don't miss tackles plus he aggressive yep yeah he is a dog um it's just the fact, man, all these ACL uh, tears and stuff like that, that's concerning right there, man, because that's the same thing that uh, kept Haloi Kakaha out of football, man. He had two ACL tears in college, and, man, he, man, he just couldn't stay healthy in a pro. Just got here. Uh, Benny Fowler could be that fort receiver. I watched him in Denver, and he would be a good fort receiver uh ray i mean he has an uphill battle man um he could be a fourth receiver but um man you gotta come in you gotta put that work in you gotta put that work in man if you don't put that work in then he ain't gonna make the team it's gonna be tough man i mean coming in late not knowing the playbook tough man it's gonna be tough uh i already read that <laughs> That was a big-time interview. I had y'all on the speaker at my job. Man, Kima, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. You know, uh, it was a big-time interview for me. You know what I'm saying, baby? Like Mr. DeShazer, but it definitely was for me, man. But I'm just glad he was able to do it, man. And, um, uh, man, such a kind guy. You know, I reached out to him and, you know, he he said, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have to do that. You know, and I'm – man, I'm so blessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am so blessed Uh that, you know, they, they got – people like that in the world man that you can reach out to Ain't ain't like oh man you know what I'm saying I'm working with the saints I ain't got no time for no lowly podcast you know what I'm saying like really reached out to me emailed me you know and was you know interacting with me throughout the week and stuff like man that's great you know what I'm saying also Mr uh Mr Triplet too Mike Triplet you know I reached out to him he he DM me you know what I'm saying and he said we can set something up so man I mean Man, I'm just blessed, yo. You know what I'm saying? I'm blessed that, you know, they were nice enough to do those things. We were blessed, you know what I'm saying, to have the opportunity to actually, you know, have some people that's uh, on the inside, you know, actually interact with these players every single day. So, that's great. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, But Brady has just already read that one. A couple of these already read. I had to go back up because, you know, I I didn't want to miss nobody. Uh, guys can play big if they apply themselves. I agree with that. I already read that. Yeah, let me stroll down a little bit. I'm going, I'm saying the same ones. TJ, do you think, uh, are we going to sign Alvin Kamara? Jay Terrell, absolutely. That's not, like Jay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate the the question, but I feel like that's not even a question. (laughs) Like, you, you signed Alvin Kamara. Man, he's such a great player. He is such a great player, man. Like, I, I just feel like there would be a huge void if the Saints allow him to leave, which I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to give him his money. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that Alvin Kamara isn't going to get paid. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind. This guy is one of the best running backs in football, and um, he does so many things for the Saints, and he's such a, a weapon. So they definitely going to pay him, man. I don't know how much, but – the fact that I haven't heard him holding out, he showed up to training camp on time, tells me everything I need to know. It seems like the Saints are going to sign this guy. No, the Saints didn't re-sign him. They re-signed P.J. Williams instead. Uh, he said, didn't Eli Apple get traded? Now nah, they actually, uh, the Saints let him walk. He played for Carolina now. That $2.00 four comment was, I will be ripping him. He hacked my name. <laughs> oh man you and i be ripping them be going at it man (laughs) it's crazy uh even with PJ moving to safety he would still be the fourth best safety on the team well that is true Ray but it's about saving guys careers at this point and it's also about uh utilizing guys in the best way possible you know like he is a better safety or he would be a better safety than he would corner you know like Everybody knows, this, man. If you've been following football, you know safety is nothing but a slower uh, quarterback. You know what I'm saying? they the last line of defense. The There's a reason why they play so far back because it's like, you know, it's like giving them a head start. You know, in case somebody, you know, breaks past a cornerback, it gives them opportunity to be a little bit further back to be able to go that wide receiver. P.J. is not that fast. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm telling anybody something they don't already know already. He is a guy that's a good tackler. He's a guy that's physical. And I feel like if he wants to save his career, he might want to move to safety. I mean, plain and simple. We have seen this before. You know, we see players that's not that fast end up moving to safety and, and, and it saved their career. It adds on years. You know, I'm not comparing him or putting him in the same category as this dude. But it happened with Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson did it, right? So Charles Woodson, um, you know what I'm saying, move from cornerback to safety with the Green Bay Packers and man, he was one of the best uh, safeties in football. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes, man, you got to make that transition in order to save your career. It's funny. I'm thinking about this, man. I was looking at um, uh, Undisputed, and Reggie Bush was on there. And Reggie Bush was talking about how he wished, like, later in his career, around year eight, he would have moved to slot receiver. He said he probably would have added on to his career. If he would have became a slot receiver, which I agree. Sometimes, like, if you want to stay in the league, sometimes you got to make those sacrifices. I mean, we even seen it with Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald running a 4 3, 4 4 coming out of Pittsburgh all those years with Arizona. You know, it started to slow down and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, he started to play in the slot. And when he played in the slot, man, it had about six or seven more years of his career. So sometimes, man, you got to make those sacrifices if you want to continue to. Have success or continue to even be in the NFL in general. You got to make that move. Uh, let's see, he will have one great play and one horrible play every game. Uh, I disagree with that, Debo. I, I I disagree with that. Um, because we only really be criticizing PJ Williams when he's on the outside. Like, that's just the truth. Like, if he's lined up on the outside, that's the only way we really criticize him. When he's on the inside, man, he does a really good job. He, he does a good job guarding those tight ends and and running backs, man, and, and slot receivers. He does do a good job on that. I will give him credit for that. He's just not that good when it comes to playing on the outside, and I do feel like he's a liability if you put the best – like if, if teams do what the Saints do with Michael Thomas, okay, if you put your best receiver on the, in a in the slot, then you might have some problems. But most teams don't do that – you know what the saints do you know they they if if they have a slot receiver that slot receiver's primary position is in the slot they don't move to the outside they don't try to move the the wide receiver the best number one receiver into the inside to take advantage of a pj williams matchup so he does do good on inside but on outside no sir no sir i I ain't feeling it at all at all uh let's see josh and jesus what's going on man Dwayne, said we all know man that just i be clowning like he do <laughs> uh sergeant ar10 says put that dirty birds in the building so okay we got sergeant ar10 up in here man shots out to you man thank you for being a part of the state of the saints like always appreciate the love brother yeah y'all have at it man y'all, yeah i mean there's a good there's a good reason why your name is Sergeant, because you definitely be going to war in the chat every time you show up. <laughs> definitely be a war, man. Uh, hey, TJ, do you think uh, we should lock AK-41 in for a long haul uh, like Kansas City did with Mahomes? Uh, no. Uh, Ronald, uh, as much as I like Alvin Kamara and as much as I feel like he's going to be a mainstay with the New Orleans Saints, uh, you don't use uh, running backs like you do quarterbacks. Um, Patrick Mahomes plays at a primary position, you know what I'm saying, the top key position, you know, the quarterback position. The quarterback is the most important position on, on the field, in my opinion, in the, in the left tackle, the one that protects him. If you don't have a good quarterback, it will set your, your franchise back for years. If you have a good quarterback, you want to keep him around. When it comes to running backs, you know, it is an expendable position, and it's one of those positions that over the course of, like, three to four years, you know, that is your prime. You know what I'm saying? Like the first, uh, you know what I'm saying, three or four years of your career, you know what I'm saying, that's your prime. And, uh, you know, things happen. You know, you get ankle injuries, you get knee injuries, and, you know, you start slowing down. So you do not uh, do the same thing that the Kansas City Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes because – the running back position, you know, is an expendable position, but when it, it, but the quarterback is not an expendable position. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to be successful, and you're not going to win many games. I mean, that's just a fact. Oh man, we had so man, had so, so many so many comments came up since uh, I just answered that question. Let me, I lost my spot. <laughs> the Saints don't have an identity in the playoffs uh I don't say they ain't got an identity Iceman T but that's 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 the moment man that's the moment where everybody buckled down uh, for all my people that that went to college or even if you went you know if you're in high school you know man that final exam is is very very important the final exam is like in college is like you know like half of your grade if you fail that, that final, then you don't pass the class. So when, when teams are going to the playoffs, they buckle down, man, like the film study. They, they paying attention to details. And, and coaches stay up all night long to figure out what you do best. And they put it into a package, man. They go back and they look at weeks of footage. They go back and look at even a couple years, you know what I'm saying, see how you're going to attack a certain defense or a certain offense. They pay attention to those things. So it's not the fact that, you know, they, you know, they don't have identity in the playoffs. It's the fact that teams, you know, they they focus and zone in on their weaknesses and they capitalize on it. So maybe the Saints, you know, don't do a real good job of it. You know, maybe it's the fact that people are uptight. You know, I feel like the fact that they've been losing in the playoffs, the fact that uh, you know, they've been losing in disappointing ways man I, I just feel like the coaching staff drew Brees, a lot of them people just uptight man you know like they just need to calm down and chill out and and not worry so much about making mistakes you know if 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 that if anything that's their identity you know what i'm saying like being shook you know being shook or, or being erratic you know like that that's their identity but they need to shake that uh Nigel is an upgrade over all the linebackers we have. I disagree with that because he is not an upgrade over Demario Davis. And I think even you, Debo, you will agree to that, okay? Uh Demario Davis is a first-team all-pro. So unless he's about to come in and be a first-team all-pro, that's the only way he'll be an upgrade from Demario Davis. Now, if you want to say that, you know, a couple more guys, he probably have a little bit better skill set then, then I'm with you on that. But... He ain't better than the Mario Davis. I ain't seen that yet. Uh, TJ, did you see the girlfriend super chat? I'll be as crazy. Not uh, Yeah, yeah, I saw that, man. I think I read that too, uh, Josh. I, I read that one. Yeah, I read that one, man. He crazy. Uh, Phoebe says, I think uh, Beanie wins Super Bowl 50 with Denver, so Emmanuel Sanders uh, real cool. Yeah, they're probably real close, man. They played for years together, so yeah. I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion, so that's a that's a plus, man. Two Super Bowl champions coming to the New Orleans Saints team, so they got that championship pedigree with them. Uh, do you feel we we still make a move for a corner? I I, I still think they're incomplete, Kimo, and I think they still need to make a move for corner. I mean, at the cornerback position, uh, there's still some uh, they're still thin, so I, I feel like they need to go out and probably sign somebody it ain't got to be no big name but at least somebody that can play the outside and inside and that can be a part of the rotation man tj you got to let us get in on the next interview <laughs> all right man all right i promise you on that one you know i man, i i made sure that i i, I get some questions you know what i'm saying like just make sure if you have a question if you have a question just make sure that you send it to me you know what i'm saying like because i don't want to Cause I don't want to blindside them. You know what I'm saying? Cause I I give them some questions that I'm going to ask them. All right. So I don't want to like throw them curveballs or giving them something they're not prepared for. So if you submit a question to me during a week that you want me to ask them, I'll put it in, you know, so I put it in and I give you credit for it. So I will do it that way. That way, um, you know, I'll be prepared. They'll be prepared, you know, Cause I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to blindside nobody. I don't want to be like, okay, these are questions I was going to ask you. And then all of a sudden I'm started talking about Alvin Kamara contract or something like that. So if you have a question, make sure you submit it to me. Uh, state of the saints podcast on Facebook inbox me, uh, T, uh, T J T J Jones underscore on Instagram, T J a Y Jones underscore on Instagram. So hit me up, man. If you got the questions and, um, you know i'll I try to put it in josh and jesus says you're gonna hook up a live for my birthday tomorrow uh i can you know <laughs> i can do that man i can make that happen you know i don't see no reason why i shouldn't man i, I should be able to do a live tomorrow so i i'll I make something happen for you josh just, just because it's your birthday man i'll I do a little something ronald said, congratulations tj on your up and coming wedding ceremony man i appreciate that man i'm Really excited about it, man. My girl really excited about it. And hopefully, man, no, no tropical storm anything like that come around here. You know they got a storm out there in the Atlantic that's moving. So uh, hopefully it won't, um, you know, throw no monkey wrench in our plans. But thank you very much, man. Um, I'm from the Berg. Oh, you from Hattiesburg? Man, shouts out to you, man. I don't know if you're Hattiesburg, Vicksburg. <laughs> Whatever bird you you know say you from man, I know there's Hattiesburg and there's Vicksburg. My mom stays in Vicksburg, Mississippi, and I remember uh, always going to Hattiesburg, man, going to Q Delta weekend when I was in college. Some of y'all probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, what do you think about AB getting a eight game suspension? What team do you think he'll sign with, uh, Terrell? That's a good question. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, if I was the Saints, I would actually call up A B. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll call him up. You know, I you know, I, I think on um Sean Payton, like, I'm kicking the tires on this guy, you know, like well, you see what type of tires it is, man. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him, man. I would not put it past Sean Payton to reach out to Antonio Brown. And you know what I'm saying? Because it's not like the Saints can't. <laughs> It, it's not like the Saints like can't get through eight weeks without Antonio Brown. I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you need all hands on deck, man. Like uh, Tyron Armstead said, man, it's Super Bowl or a bust. So I call him up, you know. I call him up, man. It's, you know, like sometimes you got to make a deal with the devil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess uh, it's not. It's not my favorite. You know, pick or it wouldn't be my. My first choice, but I definitely will call him up. I mean, we sometimes you got to put things to the side if you want to be successful. So, I mean, I would. But if it, if it's not the Saints, I think he, he'll probably end up in Baltimore or something like that. I heard Lamar Jackson lobbying for him. I can't see him in Tampa. I can't see that happening. Um, and also can see him in San Francisco. I can see him playing for the 49ers. There's a huge void. Uh for a number one receiver with them as well I mean Debo Samuels is a good wide receiver but um, I don't know if he I don't know if he's a number one guy not yet at least my bad TJ I meant to say we need another outside corner yeah I, I kind of understood what you were saying Joe yeah we do man we need another one we definitely need another one. we need some more depth at that position Ah, uh, Donovan, thank you very much for the four ninety nine. he says, do you think we need depth at corner? Logan Ryan would be nice. Yeah, Logan Ryan would be nice uh, uh Donovan, but that's that's a little bit too rich for the Saints blood. Uh, and plus he's looking for a long-term deal and he deserves it, man. Logan Ryan deserves a long-term deal. He deserves to uh get his money. and I just think that with Ramcheck need to get signed and Lattimore needing to get signed and Kamara needing to get signed and you need Marcus Williams to be signed. I don't think that – I honestly don't believe that uh, the Saints have room for him. But um, if he was to come on a one-year deal, why not, you know, if the Saints can afford him. But wouldn't be my first choice, and I don't really feel like Logan Ryan really has time to just be a a football mercenary, if you will, signing one, two-year deals with teams. He wants his money, and I don't blame him. Uh, Casual says, uh, we could use Everson or uh, Jadavian. Uh, but do you think we'll be all right without both? Yeah, we'll be good without both. Uh, casual, um, if Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankin stay healthy. See, that is the that is the key. That that those are the key pieces for the New Orleans Saints' success. The Saints have a really good defensive line, folks. I don't want anybody to think that they don't. I mean, you also got to add in Trey Hendrickson. These guys are really good, man, when they are healthy. When they are healthy, they're one of the best defensive units in the league. But when guys keep on going down and they're not durable and you can't count on them and they're not available, I mean, that's the reason why we're having these conversations. If these guys can stay healthy over the course of a 16-game season, we won't even be talking about Everson Griffin or we won't be talking about Jadavion Clowney. The only reason why we're talking about these guys right now is very, very simple, folks, is because these guys are not reliable. You know, not reliable on the field when they're there, they're reliable. But I'm talking about being injured, being hurt all the time. Like, you got to be able to play, you got to be able to be on the field for your teammates, and you got to contribute. So, if these guys can stay healthy, I don't think we'll be having these conversations because both of these guys I named, Davenport and Rankins, and you add in Trey Henderson, all of these guys can be key components to the Saints success and then with these guys as a collective unit the Saints can be a top 10 defense I, I really believe it Phoebe says Buccaneers uh, uh let's see singing running back they the guy 32 years old I don't know about that but Buccaneers got a really good offense they need to um, sing something on that defense well, I, I feel like this. They they have a very young defense, and the defense they had last season wasn't that bad. Uh, I think they're only gonna get better uh now that these guys have experience. Uh I think the defense is probably gonna be the bright spot of the team at, at the beginning of the season because these guys have been together all this time. So I still feel like uh they they, they got a lot of work to do. They 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 have chemistry issues they're gonna have to work on. TJ, keep doing what you do. Who that? Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. Uh, Kent says, uh, who you think uh, are our linebackers in the final roster? Well, I feel like, uh, of course, Demario Davis, uh, Zach Bond, uh, Kiko Alonzo, Alex azzaloni and uh, Caden Ellis. You know what I'm saying? And also, like on special teams, you got Craig Robinson and uh, probably going to be uh, Nigel Bradham. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like he's going to be on a team as well but on a special teams. uh but those are those are the guys i feel like going the, the starters are going to be alonzo uh davis azalone and bond those are going to be the guys pj williams needs to be moved off the saints he is a straight up liability i agree with that he is a liability but i mean Inevitable, he's on the team. So, I mean, we might as well just deal with it. It's not like we can, like, and wish him away. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's here. So, um, he's here for another year. Um, The defensive uh, coordinator, Dennis Allen, likes him. Uh, Obviously, the Saints like him. So, here he is. So, hopefully, uh, he doesn't make many mistakes. Mike says, what's your thoughts on Zach Bond?" Um, I think Zach Bond is a, a a very good young linebacker. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, he was the highest ranked linebacker in the draft. Um, higher than Patrick Queen, um, higher than Murray. So um, that tells me right there that he has a lot of great skills. Uh, you know, he's a fast linebacker, he's smart, he's instinctive. Uh, he's not one of those guys that, you know, what I'm saying they just gonna wow you and has like crazy freakish speed or something like that at the linebacker position. But He's a smart guy, and he's a short tackler, and he's a guy that you can count on in blitz packages. So um, probably going to take him some time for him to develop. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, this COVID-19 stuff is really uh, stun his growth. I mean, it's going to take him some time in order for him to uh, transition. But when he does, I think he's going to be a solid linebacker for the New Orleans Saints, and I think we're going to have a lot of respect for him going forward. Uh, P.J. Trash, period. Well, that's that's a strong statement. I, I, I really – I don't know, man. I think y'all know how I feel about P.J. Williams. Wouldn't have signed him back, but it is what it is. Uh, Jerry, what's going on, man? Man, Shout out to Jerry. Jerry says, I think they will definitely sign Kamara, but will they make him one of the highest paid backs? Yes, he is explosive, and yes, he does catch the ball out of the backfield. Great, but he's not someone they really – that really gets a lot of uh yards rushing um but jerry um that's that's a good statement and i i respect it i respect that but jerry it i mean <laughs> let, let's go back and think about this man how many new orleans saints running backs have you seen in the past consistently get 100 yards i mean even mark ingram mark ingram didn't consistently get 100 yards Pierre thomas didn't consistently get 100 yards. You have to go back to like Deuce McAllister that you can pick out a running back that consistently got 100 yards. The Saints don't use their running backs that way. Okay, it's the reason why when we see a guy that's a running back for the Saints get 100 yards, we in shock. You know what I'm saying? Because it rarely happens. Alvin Kamara can't get 100 yards if he was asked to be that type of running back. He's not asked to be that type of running back. He's asked to catch the ball out of the backfield and he's asked to run between the tackles but you have to look at the amount of touches that he get It's a balance between him catching out of the backfield and him running in between the tackles. And if you, let's just say, if they tell you to have 20 touches, 10 of them are passes, 10 of them are rushes. Well, if you're running a ball 10 times, you know, and you averaging what? 5.4 yards a carry. So about 54 yards, if I'm not mistaken, I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what do you expect for him to do? But if he like had 20, if he had like 20 rushes or something like that, I'm pretty sure he'll have over hundred yards. But that's not the way the Saints use their running back. So it's not his fault. You know, like so you can't blame him uh, for that. Unless we playing Madden on rookie here, he's not going to carry the ball and automatically he's gonna break off a 20 or 30 yard run. So I I don't think we need to say, you know, that's his fault. Like that's not his fault right there is not you know so i don't think that you need to hold him responsible for the fact that if you have like 10 or 12 rushes i mean let's even look at the playoffs right how many rushes do he have he had 12 i think if i'm not mistaken 12 rushes in the playoffs i mean what you gonna do with that so i i don't think that should be the deciding factor of him getting his money because i feel like if he was asked to be that type of running back he'll have 100 yards more more times than not uh, I think Alvin Gentry is a joke. I know this is a Saints podcast, but it just burns me up how zion been off for four months, and we still have to load manners. TJ, I don't get it. Ice Man, you're absolutely right, man. Uh, I don't think Alvin Gentry is the answer. I think that Alvin Gentry needs to be fired. I don't think that the Pelicans are going to uh, live up to their true potential as long as Alvin Gentry is their coach. I mean, that's just me. You know, I'm not a real – a uh, big follower of basketball, but I know trash coach when I trash coaches when I see one, and um he he's not that good, you know what I'm saying he's not that good of, of a coach, and I don't think that it's the right decision, and I, I do feel like they be babying Zion a little bit too much, man. I really do believe that. you know. I think they need to go ahead and let that man loose, uh. You know what I'm saying if he end up getting injured, man, that's just a part of the game. But y'all can't just be sitting up here, you know, just. Putting this man out there for 15 minutes and expecting this guy to do something, man, I, I just feel like just let him go. I mean, that's what you got to do. I, I mean, they're not going to win anything if they constantly use them like that. Man, Jenkins was a great pickup. Yeah, I agree with that. that he was a good pickup, no doubt about that. Um, I think he's a leader. I think that he's going to help the secondary. I think he's going to help Marcus Williams, and I think that uh I see a lot of Marcus Williams. In you know what I'm saying, In, I mean, a lot of uh Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, so I think it's going to be a, a plus for his career. Uh, let me see, uh, what you think about the defense, defensive leader, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Jenora Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Brown, and new guy, Nigel Branham. Man, you load it out there, man. Thank you very much, Donald. Uh, what I think about uh, all those guys, well, Demario Davis. I feel like one of the best uh linebackers the Saints ever had. I mean, of course, we had the Dome Patrol, but he's starting to like uh you know move up the ranks, being one of the best linebackers, you know, the Saints ever had. He definitely one of the best uh, free agent pickups the Saints ever had. Cam Jordan, um, um he is a, a leader. I mean, he's a guy that that you can count on to be on the field, um, never missed a game um in his entire NFL career. So um that's a plus. And he's starting to uh, build up his Hall of Fame resume. Uh, Janor Jenkins, I think that was a good move for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think he likes playing for the Saints. I think he likes being a part of a winning culture. Um, This is probably the first time in his career he actually been on a team where he feels like uh, if he plays well, he can be a champion. So um, I think he's really good. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, I'm glad that he came back to the New Orleans Saints. He's a leader in his own right, not just uh, on the field, but off the field as well. Uh Malcolm Brown. Um, I'm very happy that the Saints picked him up. I was a little concerned about Malcolm Brown last season because I was like, man, this guy got two Super Bowl reigns. Will he just phone it in and, and um you know just be about his money? But he uh proved me wrong because he, he played really well last season. And um Nigel Branham, I think he can make the team if he goes out and he has a strong training camp. I think he'll make it mostly uh because of special teams play uh we need a tj and big q show yeah man um i was actually on big q a couple weeks ago man you know shouts out to big q i was on the show man i had a really good time i enjoyed it really really enjoyed being on the show that was fun right there uh let's see uh ice man t said i'm over dennis allen he has way too much star power on defense to call such vanilla play calling he is jason garrett of the defense well i've seen worse ice man t i hate to say it but we had worse. And um Dennis Allen, even though he's not the best defensive coordinator in football, I think we all can agree to that. But he does uh have a level of organization that that some of the defensive coordinators of New Orleans Saints did not have. Uh when they had Rob Ryan, they were always had 12 men on the field. They were undisciplined, it was a divided locker room. Uh, you know, guys weren't where they needed to be. Uh with Dennis Allen, there's a little bit more organization. There's a you know, there's a little bit more swag, a little bit more confidence. So even though he's not the best defensive coordinator and, yeah, he does get exposed when he goes up against elite offensive coordinators, uh, still, you know, I, I think that he is a he, he better than what they had in the past. So, And if he doesn't do a good job this season, maybe you need to reevaluate it, you know, but I don't know how many opportunities the Saints are going to get before, you know, other teams start to rise up, no pun intended. And, uh, you know, I mean, so many opportunities the Saints are going to get before other teams start to get better. And his sugar cone defense, <laughs> Vanilla Allen. <laughs> uh, man, y'all boys ain't, ain't spraying no, no punches on Dennis Allen. Jesus. I mean, he not the best, but. I mean, I've seen worse. I think we all can agree. Man stay, I still don't understand why we don't promote Mike Nolan to defensive coordinator to get rid of Allen, man. What is Sean doing up there? Well, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that Dennis Allen is his guy. You know, like Dennis Allen is, a, you know, has been with the New Orleans Saints off and on for the past 15 years. So uh, probably the reason why, you know, Sean Payton likes his guys. TJ ESPN broadcast job or Super uh, Saint Super Bowl? Uh, man, you said TJ ESPN broadcast job or Saint Super Bowl? Are you saying what would I rather have? Um, I mean, (laughs) could I? You know, would I want to work for ESPN? Yeah, is it my dream? No, you know, my dream is to work for the New Orleans Saints. You know, if I can be a broadcaster uh after games or something like that to, with the New Orleans Saints I would love that you know but I would take the Saints Super Bowl you know what I'm saying? I would take the Saints Super Bowl working for ESPN to be honest with you I like ESPN um if they call me I answer the phone but it's not my dream you know Allen is Peyton boy. that's why yep listen to the interviews they both sound alike yep same terminology and everything yeah, hey, all of them sound the same. When you've been around a guy that long, you know, of course you're gonna sound of course you're gonna sound just like him. Uh Jerry says, yeah, they really need help at corner because if Lattimore and Jack Rabbit Jenkins go down for a long period of time, we are in trouble. I agree. And that's why we need to get some depth out there, you know. But if they don't, then we're gonna be dealing with the same issues. The Saints need to remember to have fun in the playoffs just like they do in the regular season. Super Bowl or bust, who that? It's Super Bowl or bust every year. And, um, you know, I just think that they need to stop going out there thinking that they just going to win a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? Like, teams just going to bow down, roll over for them, you know just because they playing a Superdome. You know, like, nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they just think that just because they playing a Superdome, they're invincible. I think they buying into what the media be selling them. Man, you got to play like these teams want to beat you. Like just like you think that you gonna win, those teams come into the Super Bowl believing they're gonna win, and I think that's the big issue. I think they went thirteen and three. I th- I think they underestimated Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, and they and they got shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like they they got shocked. They got they 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 got whooped. You know what I'm saying? Like Kirk Cousins went out there and beat them. So they got to stop. They they got to stop looking past competition. That that's the main that's the main issue. Stop looking past competition and stop just thinking, oh, cause you in a supernome and it's loud and it's rocking, like you're gonna automatically win games. Nah, man. Look, it, it's almost like it's almost like Mike Tyson, you know, Mike Tyson in the in the 80s, right? Everybody was scared of Mike Tyson, get guys getting the ring, you know what I'm saying? Like they're intimidated. It's like they see him walking out, no music, black tights, black uh, you know, black uh trunks, uh, black boots, you know socks coming out there you know what i'm saying with you know no roll bone or nothing like that just a little little uh ripped tile across his shoulders and stuff like that and i mean you had that intimidating factor but then he met somebody in japan named buster douglas who wasn't afraid of him, you know what i'm saying and, and, he, and he beat him you know what i'm saying so you can't just go off intimidation alone eventually you're gonna get exposed so i mean it happened with tyson Happened with Deontay Wilder a couple of months back. So you can't just go and just think that people just gonna be afraid of you just because they're playing in a superdome. You gotta play better. And you gotta play better than a team that that you're going up against. And I would love to just see the Saints like dominate like some of these other top teams do in a the playoff. They always gotta make it bigger than what it got, you know, what it gotta be. Don't do that. You know, go out there and whoop their behind. Period uh who that says breeze brady week one let's go we need a hype video for that who that <laughs> yeah man i mean it's gonna be an exciting game um hopefully everybody is there hope they don't have no covid19 issues uh according to sources uh there are no players on the saints team that have covid19 so that's good so hopefully we can keep it that way jared says yeah i'm not blaming him but what i'm saying is that since he isn't really asked to be that kind of back, do you think he can get like Zeke-type money? No, nah, nah, I don't think he's going to get Zeke-type money. I don't think he's going to get, uh, you know, more money like that. But, I mean, they'll give him a fair share of money, man. I feel like they're going to they're gonna make it fair for him. Uh, I think Janoris has a new fire in him. That wild card game was only his second playoff game in a long career. Now he isn't wasting his career anyway in New York. Yeah, that's why I said, uh, Ray, this is the first time in his career he feels like he's on a team that can actually win it all. You know, he when he played for St. Louis and he had those good years, man, St. Louis was trash. And then he goes to the Giants, man, and they were even more trash. You know, <laughs> So, you know, like he never really had an opportunity to play on a team that was a playoff contender that can actually, you know, win it all. You know, so – Coming to the Saints was a was a change, you know. And and all he, he knows that all he got to do is do his job. I can win. Please. I, I definitely would uh try to do my best to make it happen. Donald, thank you very much for the two dollars. He says, Who would you take, Dennis Allen or Greg Williams? I'll roll Greg Williams. You no, know? I'll roll Greg Williams. Greg Williams is a hell of a defensive coordinator. Now I know about that whole bounty gate situation, I know about that, but um, one thing you can't say about him, that guy can coach the hell out some defense. That he can do. Uh, who that 504 boy says, I think they ain't moved P.J. to safety because they already deep there, but they don't want any other team to take him and use him as safety either. I doubt that. You know, I don't think that uh, P.J. Williams is one of those players that you hide in, in the back of your roster because the team might pick him up. He one of them guys that you put in the front so everybody can see him and be like, man, take him, take him, please. Here you go. <laughs> he definitely not one of those guys, man. Man, please. Uh, Giving PJ way, way too much credit. <laughs> he ain't, he ain't, he ain't no world beater now. I think that it will save his career and he'll be a serviceable, a serviceable player. I ain't saying he gonna be, you know, out here looking like uh ed reed or troy palomalu and then you know like you just play better at that position yeah tj i agree with you uh gentry needs to go he should have never been hired pelican should have won the game last night uh how do you not have your future star uh in face of the franchise in the game at the end of the game with the game so close and the game on the line as the head coach you want your best players on the court So even if Zion was on a minute restriction, Gentry should have saved some of those minutes for the end of the game and not used him all early. Jerry, let me say this, man. Okay, this is what's frustrating to me. Aren't the Pelicans trying to make the playoffs? I'm just saying, aren't they trying to make the playoffs? If you're trying to make the playoffs, why in the hell are you not trying to play Zion? So I mean, what the Pelicans are telling me, they okay. Like, okay, man, the season over. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out here and try to get in the lottery somewhere. That's what that's what it seemed like they saying to me. That that's what it feels like. Because I don't know, man. It don't seem like they really care about the playoffs. Maybe they they feel like they need a couple more pieces, but Alvin Gentry definitely ain't the answer. He's not. It seems like every time someone in our division makes a move, we make a move. Well, that, that's what football is all about, man. You got to be able to uh, counteract your, your opponent. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to, uh, you know, compensate for the additions that y- your opponent made. So, I mean, I mean, if you don't, then you're going to be in the basement every year. Uh, don't go to ESPN. The they don't want real people like – why they keep it 100 they want bum players that like statistics but don't want to keep it real well look i'm not gonna disrespect espn or anything like that man you know uh it just i don't know man like i just feel like now it's just a bunch of stephen a smiths you know like you got people like marcus Spears and uh you got people like kendrick perkins and stuff like er, like it's it, it seems like to me that they trying to bite off like undisputed and stuff like it seemed like they see shannon show up you know shannon show up is the loud funny country you know what i'm saying country uh twain type uh guy and everybody liked it now all of a sudden you got kendrick perkins who got a country accent marcus spears who got a country accent that's loud and you know what i'm saying and abrasive and stuff like that you know like And then you got Stephen A. Smith. It seemed like everybody trying to be Stephen A. Smith. Everybody loud and yelling, want to scream and and be a caricature and have their little shtick and catchphrases and whatnot. You know, but I don't know, man. I guess it's just entertainment, I, I guess. But I don't know, man. It's just a certain level of realism that I need. You know, I can't be fake. You know, I understand that television is about entertainment. I understand that this show is about entertainment, but. I I can't just be sitting up here just being, you know, just cracking jokes or just doing stuff that don't feel right to me. I I just can't do that. Like, I I try to be as real and as authentic as I possibly can. So, you know, I feel like people need to do that. But, you know, everybody seems to want to be, you know, loud and want to be the center of attention. But that's that's just not me, man. That's not my thing. uh let's see why a real og dog espn no good um i wish we can sign delvin bro back you the only one on that one ronald you the only one on that one <laughs> fox sports neither they they worse well i mean look man guys gotta work i guess you know but i don't know man i don't like the i don't like the show business aspect of uh of sports talk you know like I feel like you should be entertaining, but I don't feel like you need to lose yourself in the process. Delvin Bro was a good corner on a bad team. Great guy, though. Uh, I'm going to have to agree to disagree. He had one good year back in 2015. But, um, I mean, 2016, man, he was struggling. 2017, he was hurt. Couldn't stay on the field, you know? So, I don't know. I, I, I don't... I don't know. I, I ain't see that. I see one good year. <laughs> um, Let me see. I done become like you, TJ, because I already know how great of a football team we are. So I know we are going to win games and sl- slap uh, high fives along the way. But we got to win playoff games. Yep. And convincingly. Yeah, we do. You know, I'm all about high fives and handshakes and stuff and dancing in the locker room. But, man, you got to win when it counts. The Saints need to sign LeBron and put him in the secondary. <laughs> did they see him D up both Kawhi and Paul George last night? <laughs> yeah, man, a lot of people saw that. You know, he did a good job, though. You know, I mean, he struggled in front of the field. I think he like, 16 points. and He had five turnovers, too, man. He he didn't play good, but he played good when it counted, so, yeah. Let me see. Uh, LeBron James is an all-time great player, though. Yeah, he is. He is. uh pick one to succeed breeze after this season Jameis taysom a free agent dak prescott or wait one year and make a play for aaron Rodgers when he is free agency or none of these uh i would probably see what Jameis and taysom can do i have a quarterback battle with them um i wouldn't try to go after dak prescott because he'll be asking for way too much money um i feel like uh by signing taysom or signing Jameis. Uh, you actually have opportunity to bring other people in that can uh, benefit the team. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about Drew Brees' high salary being on the books. And you can go out here and get yourself some free agents that can come in and maybe bulk up the defense, make them a little bit more elite, or, you know, add an extra player on offense that will make them more elite. So that's what I would do. It's crazy how Zion Williamson just played 15 minutes. Yeah, they, they crazy for that. Shannon Sharp is funny as hell, especially when the Cowboys lose. <laughs> yeah, Derek, he is, man. And that's, a, that's the thing, you know. Shannon Sharp isn't being fake or phony, you know what I'm saying? But it just seemed like ESPN just saw how successful that was. Maybe they saw the memes or people always talking about him on social media. And they just went out here and just got, you know, with the watered-down version of Shannon Sharp and Marcus Spears and, and Kendrick Perkins. It, but it just don't seem authentic to me at all. ESPN really just talk about the same thing, Cowboys, LeBron, and sometimes Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, rinse and repeat. And that's that's another thing that I don't really care for. There's so many other teams out here that's worth talking about. And, um, you know, their fan base watch ESPN. So why not? And, and i don't buy into that whole that's what people want to hear uh, we live in a world today folks that people here want to hear what the media tells them i mean you know if you constantly put something on tv eventually you know there's going to be two things that happen people are going to watch to see see that person or they're going to you know what i'm saying they're going to uh watch just to see you know what i'm saying something else but for the most part, if you constantly like just feed that person or shove the person down the throat, eventually people are just going to catch on and be like, OK, man, you know, like, you know, like, man, I, man, this person needs to get out of my face, you know. And if you're talking about like a team or something like that, like two things going to happen. You want to see that person, you want to see that team lose or you're going to become a fan of that team. And it has a lot to do with the influence of the media. Uh, we have to work out our running game. Not two ways about it. If we don't improve on a very strong running game, we could be into in trouble again. Yeah, that's true, man. We need to run the football. You know, like that that's what it's all about. You know, the Saints, if they're going to get where they need to be, if they want to be a solid offense, they want to be balanced, they want control of town possession, they're gonna have to run the football. And uh Sean Payton got to be a little bit more patient with that. We're gonna read a, a few more and then we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, casual deck says wasn't delvin bro uh misdiagnosed by the medical staff of the saints and they got fired and then and they fired him after um yeah man and they fired the doctor you know they fired the doctor too but you know i mean delvin bro didn't do itself no favors though man you know uh I, I just think that uh delvin bro had one good season back in 2015 2016 i mean pass interference calls all over the place and in 2017 you know he was injured so best ability is availability and i think the saints would have used him and utilized him if he would have been healthy and stayed on the field i mean that's just my honest opinion but i want to say thank you all for checking out the state of the saints podcast thank you very much for being a part of the live and um, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, and the audio version is available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and also you can access The State of the Saints podcast by using Alexa. All you have to do is say, hey Alexa, play The State of the Saints podcast, and you'll get the most recent episode. And uh, for those that didn't check it out earlier, please check out the interview that I conducted with John DeShazer of NewOrleansSaints.com. Really good interview and I really enjoyed it. So if you have not, check it out. Um, it was a really good and informative interview. Uh, asked them several questions about the black and gold and I, I know you will enjoy it. Uh, you all have a great night or a great morning, um, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. I really do appreciate it. And thank you all for helping to contribute to the success of the State of the Saints podcast. And we're only getting started, man. It's only going to get better from here. So thank you all very much. Till next time. All I got to say is who that?